Final block. That's so you have to go ahead and call this meeting to order. Jamie, if you want to do a roll call. <coughs> Brenny. He is here. Bruning. Yeah, here. Perry. Yes. Mailer. Here. Regency. Here. Move on if there's any conflict of interest today. No. 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 If none, we'll need a motion to approve the consent agenda A through E. Any problem with the liquor license? Nope, they're good. On the approval of consent agenda, agenda items A through E. All seconded. Get a motion and second to approve. Any discussion? I just want to say I really like the new thing, the way it comes out now. Oh, the claims oh, list? Yes, oh. the claims list, yes. yes that's number two. Much easier to understand. Yes, I yeah, love it. It's very descriptive. I like that. Yes. That's all. <laughs> we did good. Just want to throw that in there. <laughs> well, and I'm glad to see the treasurer's report and the, mm -hmm. the, the finances there. That, I think that's a big step. Yeah, and I say and we'll, we'll do that at the second meeting of every month because you'll have that report in there. And. Um, I would also mention in that report, you'll notice um, the estimated revenues and estimated expenditures are right on target for uh, for this fiscal year. So I think we ought to. John did a very John wanted me to tell everyone. <laughs> he thinks he did a very good job managing the police budget. <laughs> did, did you oversee all the other departments? Well, I have Jamie said I did Maybe a good job, so I said you should mention that. The overall budgets <laughs> look really well as far as revenues. Actually, revenues are even a little higher this year, so um, they look bad. they look really good and pretty well balanced. So. Would it be appropriate to recognize receiving the financial report as part of the consent agenda? Yeah, I, we, I was going to discuss that, but yeah, we'll probably start putting that in the consent agenda. But I just wanted to see, this first one, I want everybody to see what it'll look like. You might want to put some yay or nay notes in there too with it. Yeah. So this is the opportunity you can see what it looks like, and I think that's, this is what GWorks recommends we print out. For the city council once a month, so that's what we'll be doing. Since I think we're supposedly monitoring budgets, I think it would be appropriate that we were actually on record. Yep. I, I agree. Uh, what was it a lot of work to get this in order? No. No. Well, thanks for doing that. Yep. Thank you to Jamie. Uh, Jamie, Tyler. <coughs> suggest that we do some kind of at least acknowledgement of receipt of that tonight. You can add it to the consent agenda, I suppose. I would move to add uh, approval receipt of the uh, year-to-date financial report as item F on the consent agenda. My second will include that as well. So we've got a motion and a second for updated version or motion A through F. Any discussion on that? If nothing, Jamie can call for a vote. Mailer. Yes. McGinty? Yes. Granny? Yes. Bruning? Yes. Perry? Yes. Move on to projects. The airport runway lighting project. A1 is a consideration of approving the Delphi drawdown number four in the amount of $89,775.74. Just as a reminder, this is 100% paid for to get brain, so 
Is that screen pretty well out there? Yeah, they're moving along. They had three rain days, so now they're back at it again. So. Okay. They've got a lot of the pot lights in, and they're laying the wire line out for the wires they've been putting them in. There. I haven't had a chance to get, I need to get out there maybe tomorrow or this week sometime and take a look. So I well, they had to redo where the lights were on a runway because technically they weren't within the number of feet that FAA required. Well, that's going to be organized and straight out by the time they get done, everything should be right up enough with the FAA requirement. So they should be happy to sign off on this without a problem, I would think. I'll make the motion for the Delphi drawdown number four in the amount of $89,775.74. I'll second that. Got a motion and a second to approve. Any further discussion? If nothing, Jamie, you can call for a vote. Bruning? Yes. Perry? Yes. Mailer? Yes. McGinty? Yes. And Bernie? Yes. <coughs> Move on to line two, the consideration of approving Van Man or what is it, Van Manning electric bill in the amount of eighty-three thousand thirty-four dollars and fifty-five cents. I'll make a motion to approve the Van Manen electric bill. Second. Motion is second. Any discussion on that? Questions? None. Jamie, call for a vote. Perry? Yes. Mailer? Yes. McGinty? Yes. Brenny? Yes. Bruning? Yes. <clears throat> A3 is the consideration of approving Olson's bill in the amount of $6,741.19. So moved. Second. Got a motion and a second. That all still falls into the airport. Yes. Any discussion? If not, Jamie, you call for a vote. Mailer? Yes. McGinty? Yes. Brownie? Yes. Bruning? Yes. Perry? Yes. <clears throat> We want line five. Now's the time if there's any citizens, they have the opportunity to address the council on items that are not on the agenda tonight. If anyone so. Not yet. You're next. No? You're oh, next. okay. Thank you. You're on the agenda. <laughs> <laughs> if nothing, then we will move on to the miscellaneous, which is Caitlin Stein campus here to address the council regarding some stop signs. <clears throat> My name is Caitlin Steinkamp. I live on the corner of North 11th Street and Hobbs, atop of what is commonly known as Figgy's Hill. I'm here to request that instead of a two-way stop that is currently there be turned into a four-way stop. I have a one-year-old daughter and multiple children in my neighborhood who enjoy being outside. We all know that you can tell kids to watch for vehicles or stay out of the street until you are blue in the face and they will still forget or don't understand the consequences. I watch children cross the street without even looking every single day. There are some that even hang out in the middle of the road for a while, which is more like teenagers after school. This is a huge issue when vehicles are absolutely flying up that hill. Um, I'm not exaggerating when I say at least 95% of the vehicles coming up that hill are going 40 miles per hour or more. <clears throat> for a few quick examples, just from the other day, there was a van booking at least 70 miles per hour, a four-wheeler at least 50, and a speedy semi at least 50. No way could any of these vehicles stop in time for a child or a person in the road or even know that they had hit someone. 
I can't even back out of my own driveway without being in fear that someone is going to smack right into my child and I. I have also seen so many close calls with vehicles almost crashing into each other and children almost being hit. If you go up that hill going 25 miles per hour, there's more than enough time to stop for a stop sign. I have tested this multiple times. It is not my concern if a semi-tractor or etc. cannot make it up the steep hill that slow. Main Street is available for them to take. Therefore, I think a four-way stop would be very beneficial in preventing a traumatic accident from happening and forcing people to lower their speed. I just want my child and the other children to have a safe neighborhood to play. Thank you. This is right at the very top of it? Yeah. Kind of a bad spot for a stop mm -hmm. sign. Mm -hmm. I've been I've been watching. I've been driving there a lot since I talked to Caitlin and and looking at it as I come up or go down. And it's just it, it's a bad spot for a stop sign, and especially with and I, I know we have Main Street, but semis. And, and I'm not saying people Thank don't you. go too fast up there. I mean, I it's said, a pretty steep hill, and I'm sure you know. Like I said, even coming down, they fly. You know, and I've been radaring them as I go. Um, Is there a grade? Like what stop sign would be if they stopped or they stopped on the grade? It would, no, well, yeah, it's flat. It's on top and flat. Okay. But I mean, you're but getting up to the top and then dropping over. Okay. Dropping yeah, I, down I, to uh, be able yeah, to stop. If it, was, if it was any, if you were up one more, I'd say you know definitely. But uh, just my opinion, where it's at, it's a bad. But if and you're going, maybe they, want to, maybe they can go by and take a look. If you're going 25, there's more than enough time to stop. Well, and take a not, look. Yeah. There's, I feel like this would prevent a lot of stuff, you know, a lot of kids from getting hit and everything. Like, I think this is a necessity. I really think it would be beneficial to have that as a four-way stop. Would it be beneficial for all the council members to drive it and before you make, like, drive up there and see what you, your yeah, thoughts are? and see what you think when you're And then we to. can readdress it. I think we all yeah. need to look at it, yeah. yeah. Do we have a safety committee? Maybe they can take that under advisement also. Or did you think of also the police committee putting a temporary one there for a couple of weeks and see what happens? Yeah, we do have that one that rolls. Yeah. You know, we yeah. Try oh, yeah. See, like the... see if we got a whole bunch of complaints or. Yeah. Yeah, we could try that. But with the one. issue with complaints, what I mean, what would those consist of? Why is why well, are people? Well, it's kind of regular citizens' opinion too of what they think of the stop sign. Mm -hmm. I mean, but if you want one? I listen to. Three quarters of people say we have too many stop signs in town. Mm -hmm. And I understand you know, that, so but why? In my opinion, technically, for the safety of all kids, we could put a stop sign at every corner, mm -hmm. and then where would you be? I mean, yeah. it's... But this is a little different when, like I said, they're going at absurd speeds. Like, if we don't put a stop sign there, then how can we better control well, that? Other, I think there's other well, in town where people just depend well, on the person goes Like I told you, I'd have too. cops, you know, patrol it. I, I've been trying to go down there as much as I can when I'm working. The day shift. I know I've got one in my corner, and I'll sit there, and I see a car go through there 50 mile an hour and just... Don't even slow down yeah, to the stop sign. Do. And it's the same car every day. <clears throat> but there's some of them that slow down and go through and some that stop. And but to me, there's not a problem trying to stop. What's, what's it hurt to try to stop sign? Yeah, yeah. And see, I mean, maybe if we get no complaints, then... Like I said, I think that would at least help people lower their speed a little bit because, like I said, I'm not even kidding, that van... I, mean, I can believe it. everybody gets a, tries to get up that just, hill, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 25 seems yeah. too slow going especially, up. It. <laughs> yeah, especially more so probably in the wintertime in bad weather, they want to get a run at it. And well, I, I, yeah, I understand that, but like in the summertime, there's no reason to be zooming up that hill. <coughs> like I said, you know, I can watch my kid 24 7, but you know how fast they are. And even the neighbor kids, I mean, if they would just go up that 25, you know, 
they wouldn't, they'd be able to stop in time if the kid was crossing and not looking, etc. I mean, yeah, one of the, I, I think kid safety is, I, I think all of our citizen safety is paramount. We have to do what is there. I did drive up there today, and it, I mean, it, and I can see in the wintertime, particularly, it might be tough, you know, to have a stop sign there. Um, and I too watch people in my neighborhood blow through stop signs. Um, I'm wondering if the stop sign gives the kids a false sense of security so they don't look. I mean, I, I mean, I'm, I'm just, I mean, I, I'm not saying, I'm, I'm not saying it's good or bad. I think that obviously we want to do that to get every kid safe, but. Um, I don't know if a, uh, a caution sign say children playing in the area slow down. I don't know if that would help. Like at the bottom of the hill before people yeah. go up, maybe. Yeah. Well, I think if you do put a stop sign, you're going to have to put a stop ahead sign down there because of the lack of visibility. Going yeah. The hill. Yeah. What, what if you, you want to put a temporary say? sign up, you can do that probably as just a motion. Uh, and then know? if you wanted to look at doing a permit picture, just that's a that's city ordinance. So you have to go through three readings, and then you're going to get your public comment through that as well. Would it be helpful to put a stop sign going east and not going west? Like for going down the hill? To stop before going down the hill. See, down the hill is really not the issue. It's the coming up more so. I mean, I, I, I mean I'm just trying to... And I understand, yeah. Or are they trying to jump the hill or something? Like, I don't. Hazards. Hazards, yeah. yeah, they just they just absolutely fly <laughs> well, up. Pretty sure going down the hill, people get pretty good. I was gonna say, yeah. stop sign, do it both ways because they'll yeah. slow them down. Yeah. Yeah. down. I guess so, I'm, yeah. I guess I'm saying it would seem like it would slow them down if there were a stop sign before they went down the hill. Yeah, but it would. Yeah. yeah, and I'd be all for it, especially when, you know, complaining kids. We don't want anything to happen to any kid. Yeah, it's just this one location. It's a bad location. But one. see, and I don't understand why though, because there's no trees that would be blocking the stop sign. And like I said, if I mean, you're just going coming up that hill and all of a sudden the stop, I mean, well, that's not all of a sudden though. If you're going 25, if like just drive up it going 25 exactly, and it's just it was really, it just seemed to me like a bad, not the I shouldn't say bad. It's not the ideal spot for one. Um, I really think it's a great idea to put the stop sign out and have all the city council take a ride up there and see the big thing. It takes it takes a you know a motion by them. Anyway. I could also have the city engineer look at it because that's he that's what he he looked at the one at Leif Erickson's when they did that one. To and he recommended it in which way and we should do it or not. That would be the best idea to me. And then we in the meantime, then we can all drive it and yeah, check it out and see what us, you think. And I could, I could put the ordinance together and bring it to the next council meeting, and it's whatever you guys want to do with it. But I'll have it ready if you want to do it and send it to a first reading or whatever. But. Um, if you wanted tonight to put a temporary one there, we can do that, and then I can work up the paperwork for that and then get the engineer to look at it too. So is the temporary one in the center of the street, or how does that? Center. Work? It's a four-way stop center. It's one we it's use. It's one we use downtown. Yeah. When the lights go out, we just wheel it there. And, but that's already a stop sign on each. So. But that intersection's not as wide as the one downtown. To put that in the middle of that intersection, is it going to? That's a little true too. Uh -huh. <laughs> I, I guess. I guess, my, I guess my concern is if you've got a street that is this wide and put a stop sign yeah. in the center. Maybe they shouldn't be going that fast. <laughs> well, that definitely stopping. Well, I can talk to Tom too and see. We probably got. I'll ask him and see what he's got downstairs for. And if it's going to be on the next one, two weeks is probably fine for you. Is 
I mean, yeah. that gives everybody a chance to go up and see, and they can talk to the engineer. Yeah, well, I mean, I knew it wouldn't happen overnight. Yeah. It's just something I really wanted to address after yeah. I've seen multiple things happen. So. It takes three readings at least, so you're looking at, even if I introduced it, the next council meeting is three after that, then it goes to the paper. So if they, if, we, if they brought it in, it'd be, you're looking at a couple months before it go up anyway. And then if you can't get us maybe a steel post with a sign to it, would be for, be easy enough to take out instead of putting a permanent post in there. Yeah. I'll direct the city administrator to uh, draft an ordinance for our next meeting and to talk to the city engineer for the information needed about that and. I think, and then we could all go check it out. I'll second that motion. And is the ordinance going to be for two stops, both both ways? Well, they're already they're already are. It's already a two way stop. Right. We're making a four way stop. We're making a four way stop. Yeah. So no need to establish. Actually, we would have to only establish the stop signs going east and west on at the intersection of Hobbs and Eleventh because they're already north and south. Believe, right? Yes. Yeah, it's already a two-way stop. I don't recall exactly how it's written in the ordinance, but um, I can, I'll make sure it's written up the right way. we got a motion and a second. Any other questions or discussion? If none, there, Jamie, you can call for a vote. Mailer? Yes. McGinty? Yes. Brenny? Yes. Bruning? Yes. Perry? <laughs> Thank you, Kate. All right, thank yeah, you. Thank you. Right. Move on to B, the introduction first reading of ordinance number 2021-310 entitled Ordinance Amending the Code of Ordinances of the City of Sykes City, Iowa. Uh, this is just one that John brought up to me to codify this into, right now it's a state ordinance and we're just codifying it in a city ordinance, so um, citations can be issued under city code instead of state code. And it has to do with uh, uh, under the age, underage people smoking or using tobacco products or okay. vape and things like that. Isn't the tobacco age 21 now? Didn't there is that? State code is still 18. Oh. Yeah. And we can't enforce federal law. Mm. But we're getting a lot of these kids with the vape, so. Uh -huh. Might as well make the city the money instead of the state. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. Is it possible to put a title on the ordinance that would be a little more? Telling you what it is. Telling you what it is, rather than <laughs> I, whatever you you tell me what you wanted to say, I'll put it on there. Oh, I see. <clears throat> An ordinance prohibiting under eighteen use of tobacco. We're controlling controlling tobacco use under the age of eighteen years. But you also you go there and vapor and make tobacco products, but it's still. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I just well, because that's the way. When I the reason I, and I made this specifically this title this way because when I write it, when I wrote it, it would say it's going to say an ordinance amending the code yeah. of ordinances with Sac City, Iowa, uh, by prohibiting a person under the age of uh, eighteen 
to uh, smoke, use, possess, purchase, or attempt to purchase any tobacco, tobacco product, alternative nicotine product, vapor product, or cigarettes. <laughs> That's yeah. kind of a long title. That's the reason yeah. I just made it that way. Yeah. No, I guess I, like I, I just. It, I think it's, it's, it's an amendment. I think that would be fine. Yeah, I did try to write a long <laughs> title, but it, then I was like, it was going to be this long. I guess all I'm saying is looking at it, it feels like we're trying to be very non-transparent. Well, yeah, but just for public, so the public knows, the reason that's shortened is not because of that, but because it's, in order to get that in there, you have to you have to say tobacco, tobacco products, alternative nicotine products, vapor products, or cigarettes. You have to include all of that in the title, or it wouldn't work. So if I just say amending the code of ordinances, then you can go down and read section 148. But I mean, I'll do whatever. This falls under traffic regulations. Traffic does. Yeah. If you stop them later, even if we go to school. Oh. It does. It's, it's, it's under a traffic ticket. Okay. Right? Yep. Interesting. Kind of weird. But. Mm -hmm. This is section 148? Yes. Even an ordinance amending section 148 of the Code of Ordinances of the City of Sac City, unless you figure out where it's supposed to go. Well, we're not mad. We're, I think we're adding 148, so there's a 147, so yeah, I'd okay. be adding uh, mm -hmm. section 148, but that's still not telling anybody much, no, really. I know. At least it tells you where to put it in your ordinance book. Yeah, I can put that. Like I said, I don't, whatever. I don't care. I'm just, I just know I've heard people complain that sometimes we have things written that it's like, what's happening? <laughs> I'll put something together for the, the next figure out. <laughs> Is there going to be something in that for the code? Though? I'm just thinking when we search for tickets in our program, I mean, we've, you put like tobacco, and then all tobacco tickets come up. Even in city, you know, you put speed, yeah. all speed tickets come up. It's written the same way as all your other ones. So it, when you when you go into the traffic regulations, I guess I can have her name it different, Donna. No, no. Yeah. So let me pull it up real quick. So you know. name it tobacco enforcement. Or something. What chapters your traffic regs under? You remember? Four in there. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Somebody has. It's automatic on now on our computer. That's why I can't remember. Sure. <laughs> Come on, this is your time to shine and you're failing. Did you hear I did on the budget? Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. We'll go back to that. <laughs> it's old news. Yeah, right. Yeah, How about budget, chapter 60? There you go. You just, 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 just remember it's 60, no, it's 61 point something that they all are on the traffic. Uh, yeah, well, now it comes back to us. Yeah, coming back. I see how it goes. Yeah, so. We don't have to handwrite it anymore. When you're, under, when you're under 61, <laughs> it has one all the way down to yeah. you keep going. Then you add 40, 148 on the end of it. <laughs> yeah, so this is actually... Uh, well, Cody, this is Cody, if you read this, it says it's chapter 62, number 148, I guess. It is, because it is actually chapter 62. Not 61. Um, and then the last ordinance would. Uh, last amendment was 147, I think. So that's why it's 148. So you just put it under tracks under 148 or whatever? Yeah, but it, like, we search it by name. So 
And I can have her put in. I can have her. I can have her label it a different name. Just name it however the state code has it named yeah. in there. Same Just search for an ordinance amending the yeah. ordinance of the city of San Francisco, <laughs> and you'll have it. So we need an introduction to this, right? Yep. So I would introduce ordinance number twenty twenty one dash three ten, amending the code of ordinances of the city of San City, Iowa, specifically chapter sixty two. I'll second that. That's going to be, I oh, you oh, sorry. I'll make a motion to approve ordinance, first renewal ordinance number 2021-310. And then I'll second the motion. <coughs> we have a motion and a second. Any further discussion or questions or... So how often do you cite people on this? Right. A lot lately. It's <laughs> probably going to get worse too when school's going to be out here. Yep. Uh, vaping, I think vaping's become a problem. Yeah. Oh, it's very common. Huge. Huge. A lot more than you'd think. Well, a lot more than this mm -hmm. to be what, age of 21 or 18. 18. Open okay, so. Nothing else. Team, you call for a vote. Perry? Yes. Mailer? Yes. McGinty? Yep. Brenny? Yes. Bruning? Yes. We want to see the consideration of resolution number 20.1 13 entitled Resolution Setting Rates for Mowing and Removal of Debris from Nuisance Property. This was brought to me both in Planning and Zoning Commission meeting, and then I've actually had council members and community members bring it up as well. <coughs> and uh, currently, I think we're we have around 20 or so people on the mowing list, and it's 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 getting it's becoming it's getting out of hand, and basically, I think we're turning into a lawn mowing service for a lot of times in the summertime. So um, apparently, we don't charge enough uh, to mow yards, so we're going to go from the uh, sixty. Well, what I'm proposing is going from the sixty, what is it, sixty-five dollar to one hundred and fifty dollars to mow your yard, and then additional one hundred and fifty for each hour thereafter. And maybe that'll encourage people to. Do we have any that takes lawns. more than an hour? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And here's here's another reason why we yeah. another reason why we need to increase yeah. those rates. You almost got to mow twice. More than two or three times a year, we tear a lawnmower deck up mowing these yards because we don't know what's in them and they'll hit something metal or a big rock or something and tear the deck out. So we can't put, we can put that expense to that person Typically those type of yards, the problem is a lot of times it'll go to property taxes and if they don't pay their property taxes then we still don't get the money back until somebody purchases those taxes. So $150 an hour for mowing, the debris, I mean, then we have to dispose of the debris too, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we charge them time to wait when, they, when it's actually when we remove debris, we charge them time to wait for that as well. Okay. Should that be... That's already said in policy. 
So, so is 150 enough then? Is 150 even enough? It's over double what we're charging now. So I think that should scare them enough. We we had one last week that you know it said we served them and they said oh shit we just have the city for 65 bucks. I think that's a lot of us too. You know, if they want to do that, then they pay the one fifty. Yeah, we do. We do have a number of them that say that. that well, we'll just have the city mullocks. That's why I'm wearing one fifty. Yeah. Even <laughs> and then, and then, well, they want to pay one fifty every time. Then I mean, the city's probably making good money at that. Those are yeah. probably the ones that are complaining about pay the wages all the that people that have to do it. Yeah. 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 And usually, you know. it's this period of time in the spring and summer when the grass is yeah. green and growing like crazy. Yeah. Then it'll. You know, towards August, it kind of slows down. It seems like every year we get a couple more added to our list. Yeah. Are, are many of them houses, are any of them at all inhabited? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Some of them are. Yeah. yeah. But I would say the majority of them is vacant, but there's mm-hmm. there some around. Yeah. I've been by some that are. Uh, I might be watching for the passage of resolutions setting the rates for mowing and removal of debris from nuisance properties. I'll second that. Uh-oh. Yeah, motion and a second. Any other discussion, questions? And if this don't seem to do it, raise it some more. Well, I've also kind of discussed, I don't know, maybe there's also, we we have another option of actually giving them a citation, mm-hmm. which is $750 if the judge chooses to fine them for that. So yeah. that's also another option. Okay. How long do they have Moab to citation? They're cited, the judge will They'd have to tell go to court. Well, okay. After, so if, after notice, they have to to the court date. Court date we give them. Oh, okay. Which we get if it's well, the first, it's just the notice to abate seven days. Seven, the notice to abate seven days. But if we give yeah, a ticket, yeah, know it all. if we give a ticket, we'd give the first Tuesday there is yeah, okay. is where we, the court date. And it's give. it's seven days from that. Seven days from receipt. So either we if it's hand delivered, it. then it's that day that's hand delivered. If we mail it, it's the day we get it certified, and it starts the countdown seven days. <clears throat> but the problem is, is we have so many yards to to yeah, mow. Yeah, well, I understand. Yeah, you hit that seven days. It may be more, two or three weeks before we get to it. So there's so many. Okay, so you say that the the time and stuff for the debris is where is it? Where is it established that we? We already have written policy on that. So the only thing we needed to change is the time, the rate, the minimum rate. We're already charging them for the the weight charge is based on whatever the county charges. Okay. And this is just so all we're doing is changing the time, so right. it's one hundred and fifty dollars for every hour. We probably should change yeah. the section, the second section two to section three. Oh, yeah. Yep. I'll do that. And I just was wanted to make sure that the repealer clause <laughs> didn't get rid of the other part. <laughs> yep. Oh, good. I mean, they didn't get rid of the cost of disposing of debris. <coughs> okay. If nothing else, I'm going to call for a vote. Bruning? Yes. Perry? Mm-hmm. Mailer? Yes. McGinty? Yes. Brenny? Yes. Move on to D, the discussion of the city accepting the deed to North 5th and Williams, parcel 81072-401-0020, which is known as Sunwise property. I didn't really expect the council to act on this tonight or anything. I just kind of want to bring the discussion up because we've been talking. The city has been talking about this for 15, 20 years, the Sunwise property. 
Uh, I spoke to Kevin Murray last week or the week before, and he indicated that Camp Pat was just ready to sign the deed over if somebody's willing to take it and, and get rid of the property. Um, you'd have to understand, the, the community would have to understand if the city did take that over, it's still going to be a process of time before it comes down. Because um, we're going to fill out, work with DNR and fill out grant applications, several grant applications, because it's a three or four step process before we can actually start deconstructing the building. And uh, there's quite a bit of work to get it done. But if the city's willing to take the property over, we could start getting that paperwork ready to go. The grants that we'd be looking at covers 80% of the costs, and the city would be responsible for 20%. So are all the tests and everything that have been done in there before, prior to now, null and void, or are they still? The tests would probably, because it was they were done in 2015, I believe. Yeah, and then, uh, by the way, Curtis sent me a bunch of pictures if anybody wants to see them, um, of the inside and outside. Um, but I think, I don't, I'll, and I'll have to double check with DNR, but I would imagine some of the testing that was done, those certificates have expired. Um, but the grants that we're, we'd be applying for would cover any costs associated with that, is my understanding as well. Um, it's just, it's it's time to do something with that property, I think. It's um, it's an eyesore, it's been an eyesore. Um, it's, you know, something that just needs to be dealt with one way or the other. And I, you know, when I, when I started here, I still kind of, iffy about the city taking the property and then and, and assuming any type of, if there was some issues with the soils underneath it, we'd have to abate. Um, but, you know, and Brandy, Brandy Ripley and I both had long conversations with the federal EPA and DNR, and it seemed like they both indicated that they really don't foresee any issues um, in order to guarantee and I think that's what the hang-up was that caused this long delay. The guarantee is they can't guarantee anything. They can say, you know, DNR saying, we don't think there's anything wrong with it, but for, we can tell you that for 100% certainty unless we go in there and do soil tests. And I, I think the hang-up for the longest time, and even when I, we were trying to negotiate it a couple of years ago, was uh, Mr. Peck was just... I think he was concerned that he, if something was wrong there, if DNR came in and did a test prior to him giving that property over, that they would go after him again for something, which they already said they wouldn't, but I think he was a little gun-shy about it. So there's, there's an amount of risk that the city's going to assume if you take that property over, but there's always risk with anything you do. Are you, I mean, obviously the property is in... <clears throat> Spectacular, you know, shape. If if I owned a home and it had a wall falling in, the city would probably pursue some legal action against me as the owner. Now my gut instinct is that this is probably the right way to go, but my intellect says we need to move more quickly than that. And I would certainly be in favor of the city taking it. Um, 
there will be some risk, but I think the sooner we take it, I think the sooner, is there, is there, what is the, uh, the deadline for the DNR derelict building grant? Is there one? February usually. February. But there's, there's <coughs> but to get, then we would need, I mean, to get the, you can get the grants for the testing and stuff that needs to happen before that. Mm -hmm. And I think really, although February seems a long time away, time is kind of of the essence of this point. It is, and DNR, part of the, what, what brought this back up again in my mind is um, I went to the news and abatement training a couple weeks or a week or so ago, and they had DNR was there, the guy that is over the terrible building program for the state. Um, it appears that the state legislatures dedicated more money to DNR for funding of the derelict building program, so there'll be more money available here in the next couple of years, which increases our chances. And they also, at that time, the reason I said it's going to take some time to get it done, as he said, what he, re what he recommended at that point is we do a phased approach. So you have phase one where you do all your planning and get all that done, and then phase two would be deconstruction. So next year's derelict building would be getting the planning all together and um, testing and, and as nuisance stuff, abatement, or not nuisance, asbestos abatement type stuff, all that taken care of. And then uh, phase two would be, they call it deconstruction because you can't demolish it. Uh, part of the DNR program is so they want to reduce the amount of waste that goes in the landfills. So they try to um, find uses for the products that you're pulling out of the building. Um, and it's up, we have to actually, there's a person in like the northwest region of Iowa that will come down here and puts that plan together for us. It may be just riprap, um, using it for that. Um, if it's contaminated, then they'll have to do that. Um, there's various things, but they tend to come here, work with us to write up that plan one-on-one, -on -one, and we actually have to do that prior to February as well. So. We'd have to work on that this summer and fall before we put the grant application together. As I recall, the grant application also once proposed usages of the property and it once evidenced that there has been community input into it, as mm -hmm. I recall. Yeah, and, and with that, uh, Randy and I had done that, quite a bit of work on that um, a couple of years ago. And at that time, we worked Main Street, Iowa, and got the uh, uh, design for a and you don't have to exactly do what you say you're going to do, but we had, a, had them put together a design for the pavilion in a farmer's market area down there or something. Um, but it could also be parking, you know, that's maybe an issue in the future, things like that. So. And that'd be good, that's your community input, what do you want to do with this once we're done? I guess as we're, I know things are pretty hectic right now, but... I personally would be comfortable actually making a motion to take the building and move forward. I would second Bruce's motion. A motion and a second to proceed and approve this. Any other discussion, questions? If none, Jamie, you call for a vote. Mailer? Yes. McGinty? Yes. Brenny? Yes. Bruning? Yes. Perry? Yes. So I will call Kevin Murray tomorrow. And that motion probably would be authorizing the 
authorizing the city administrator and or mayor to sign a quick claim deed for the property number whatever it is. Yeah. When you visit with Mr. <coughs> Murray, would it be possible for you to ask Ms. Kenny Pat willing to kick in any money? For <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> At least I get a laugh out of it. I'll say Bill Brady wanted this. Yeah, I'll yeah. say yeah. Bill Brady just, just for giggles wanted to pass this. I mean, you talk about irresponsible ownership. That personifies it. Well, that being said, I mean, it's, it's been going on a long time, and I think it's time to move forward. Okay. Yep. I love historic buildings, but I don't think that one has too much of an historic fabric left that's even worth doing anything about. Move on to E, the consideration of approving quote for G Works front desk and receipts management with the 311 add on feature. So this will be. It probably in my view at least one of the uh, as far as utilities billing and general office bookkeeping probably one of the most one of the biggest modernizations we've had probably in many many years so the general public I think is really going to like the options that are available with this um, basically it's the main software that we'd be getting is called Front Desk, and it allows the users to create their own uh, login. It, just like any other website, you go in, you can create a login, and you can go. It, it allows you to. Uh, you can actually apply for utilities on it. You can pay your bills online uh, with a credit card. Uh, you can check your history of usage. Um, the utilities. Um, you can report problems. Um, 311 allows you to, that add-on allows you to, uh, if there's a, just like um, the stop sign issue, if somebody wanted to suggest something or it, have an issue addressed, they can actually go on, fill out the complaint, and what's neat about it as well is there's a uh, like a Google map attachment to it and they can zoom right in there and put a point on the exact area that they're talking about the issue, be it a pothole, a leaky uh, you know, water leak, whatever, um, then we can see exactly where that's at. Um, as far as the office, it's going to allow a lot, of, a lot of the stuff that we do two or three times is checks on each other. This takes care of all of that. It'll reduce the stress on the staff. I mean, our ultimate goal here, I think, was uh, eventually reducing the office staff down by one. And this will take it, the the software implementation. Because Lakeview is doing the same thing. They're going. They're, they just purchased it. And um, he talking to Scott Peterson told me it's going to take three or four months just to get the software functioning properly. Um, so we got that to look forward to in fun learning. But uh, the, uh, the software itself is, is super. It Basically, if you when you go in and pay your bill now, 
first of all, they can do it online or whatever, so I think that's going to reduce the number of tra all the traffic going in and out of the office and phone calls and all that, which would free Annette's time up to work more on administrative things instead of utilities billing. And um, then when people do come in to pay their bills, instead of internet, you know, we wouldn't enter it in that old cash register anymore. It'd be entered directly into the uh, software, and they'd have a, a nice-looking receipt printed out. Uh, it makes it thing, it makes things super easy if there's a mistake or they need to waive a fee or whatever. That that receipt that's printed out really looks nice, and, and the customer can read through it and understand it. Um, one of the issues we run into that Bruce and I have discussed is, I think, which what we have addressed is the utility bills we use now. We have to include um, storm sewer and the regular sewer because there's no we don't have enough lines. Um, this issue probably should solve that where we don't have issue with put as many lines in as we want. So um, storm sewer would be separated out of sewer, um, which is good for us. I mean, it's good for the us for bookkeeping purposes. Um, it, it really will make things easier as far as uh, doing uh, bank reconciliation, which we were working on a lot last week. Um, keeping general ledger clean. Um, just it's it's an overall. I think a lot of cities are, and I were going to it. Um, I talked to uh, Scott Peterson. Told me he thought it's, it's done excellent as far as what they've done so far with it. Um, he's been pretty impressed with the. Uh, the software. Um, the only thing he could tell me that was somewhat of a drawback is um, there's a, since you be pay on when you pay online or you want to do set it up on you can choose an option to do monthly payments where it's a, just like on any Mid American <coughs> or something you can go in and click the button and say take it out monthly do automatic payments. Um, they'll be doing through a debit card or credit card and there's a processing fee, which is a percentage of your total bill that's charged. Um, right now, through our ACH, when they some come in and sign up for ACH and automatically <coughs> withdraws, we don't charge anything. There's a, there's a fee, but we eat it. Um, with this, either we charge no fees at all, or we, we charge a standard processing fee for credit card usage because they charge us for it. Would that apply to bank, then? What's that? Would that fee applied to banks when you withdraw, or the payment is made through a bank rather than a credit card? Yeah, you know, you mean like a direct a check? Like an yes, automatic still, withdrawal from They still account. charge a fee. So it's only like a dollar fifty or something, but it it's still there. That's the only thing. So when when we do get into this, and this is something Lakeview's looking into right now, is are they going to charge this fee, or, or are we going to absorb the, the cost? Now, I will say, and Scott was telling me, that the credit card companies, if we don't charge a fee, will charge us less if we absorb the cost. Um, for what, you know, how credit card companies are, they just, I don't know, you can't understand them. But for some reason, it costs us, if, we, if the city pays for it directly, it costs less. If we charge the customer, they charge more. So... And I can get those exact prices and all that too, but that's a choice. That really doesn't have anything to do with the software because I think we need to move on that regardless. But in the future, we need to consider how we want to do the processing piece. So, what's the 300 public user? Is that all that can? So, that? explain that. Right now, you you're charged per user, and they charge you in the increments of 50. Um, 
the reason we chose 300 to start out with is because we have about that many um, ACHs. Um, and then as you add on by increments of 50, you wouldn't want like you wouldn't want to call them up and order a thousand slots because we'd be paying for all these empty slots. So as more users sign up into the front desk, then you increase. So once we hit the maximum of 300, I call GWorks to say we need another hundred, and then we're not having to pay for people that aren't using it. And then that cost will go up more then. When do you plan to start implementing all this? Uh, the council passes it tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to sign, sign the documents. So yeah. is this like a one-time fee, yearly fee? I mean, what's the 7000 So it's it's broke down in that. Uh, so it says per year, per year, and then the, like, the 1800 would be annual. Yeah, there's, there's a couple year. more there's just one-time fees okay. to set it so up. So these are all one-time, okay. And then there's the ones on there, I think, say, same. Yeah, for one year, for one year. There's three that say for one year. Yeah. 4100 one time, 3600 Oh, there annual. it is, okay, yep. I was just looking up here. Which is pretty reasonable for, for government software. Is that locked in, or does, I mean, do they give you a five-year that price, or do they say it's that this no. year? No, it's what it is this year. Is there, I think it's a great idea. Is, it, is there any advantage to actually <coughs> getting it in here, but is it a problem with the fiscal year doing two different bookkeeping systems? No. No, because it's all it's it's not the two different, it's all the same. It's it's all integrated, it's the same system. Okay, makes it easier. It just makes it easier. I'll, I'll make the motion to the city administrator and the clerk to go ahead and uh, Approve the G Works front desk and receipts management with the uh, 311 add on and to go ahead and purchase and implement the uh, software program. I'll second it. And motion a second. Any other questions? If none, Janine, call for a vote. Uh, Bruni? Yes. Perry? Yes. Mailer? Yes. McGinty? Yes. Brenny? Yes. <coughs> Move on to F, Committee and Department Head Reports. get to a given point, which is not far off, they're actually going to have to have a close for several days, so they're trying to make notice of all the people that have planes out there, or people that would be coming in on a regular basis at the airport will be closed, because it's going to be some work done at the intersection of the two runways, and it'll completely shut <coughs> down both of them. Treated a number of trees for the uh, 
uh, emerald ash borer. Uh, we did three trees at South Park at the swimming pool air park, the south side of the uh, playground equipment. Uh, three trees up at the cemetery, and I think eight trees down at uh, Chautauqua Park. Uh, and uh, one thing I noticed at the cemetery, there are a lot of, I mean, there are a lot of beautiful Baroque trees. That they, it's a very gradual process that takes place over a number of years. That uh, A disease called Baroque blight, which has been up there. And it takes several trees each year, Tom and his crew take them down. Uh, Fortunately, we don't have many ash trees, but I think we should take an inventory of the trees, you know, in all our parks and kind of come up with a plan. One of the things I've noticed, like up at Swimming Pool Park, there are uh, three or four spruce trees on the west side of the, of the uh, uh, tennis courts that are really not in good health. Maybe if we don't take them down, but at least we could plant two or three trees between them to start them going so that when we do take them down, uh, we have something going. Uh, I think the, you know, as I was treating the trees at, at uh, the cemetery to kind of take a look at everything else around, I thought, well, if, we, if all these burrows die, we really need to have something in place or, or make the decision not to have that many trees there. Uh, in the same way with uh, Chautauqua Park, you know, I'm, I'm treating some of the ash trees but not all of them we just need to have kind of a plan okay based on losing this many more trees what should we do long term and I'm, I'm talking of you know, you know trees being a you know a decades long process of you know developing them but I think we should have a plan and I'm, I'm just suggesting that I don't you know something to have you know people on on their mind that we, we come about with that, and Jamie and I maybe might, the mayor might talk about that at some time. Uh, one other thing, with treating the emerald ash borer, there are some trees that I'm debating whether or not we should treat or not, and I'd like to have uh, maybe Tom Crabb, Jamie, or the mayor, or, or let's say a group of some of us, you know, just going around and evaluating the park, just saying, well, I think you need to go ahead with this, or I, I, I'd like some input other than just myself making the decision. Yep. Any dis suggestions as to how we should go about it, you and I, Tom? Is that, uh, is, or does anyone else want to have input? Whatever day uh, we might be able to, because I know I talked to Tom today about Dylan working with you. Okay. And um, we could probably go down one, one day when you guys are all. Okay. Is it okay with everybody? Of, let's say yeah. Tom and I, and yeah, like great. And Jamie, would you want to <coughs> give me a text? So okay, all right. So sounds good. Could you pass, take one of those, and pass one oh, down. Sure. I just wanted to go over that weird idea of God's. What was? No, that's well. I'll explain. <laughs> Like Tom said, so these, these committees that are I've listed here, it's not a list of all the committees. There's already committees that meet monthly, yeah. and I didn't include these. These are basically the committees that only council members serve on. It's not a, it's not a citizen committee. And they're committees that we typically haven't used in the past. And I think kind of my idea, and this would start probably the first in July, the new fiscal year, is this would give... If we could all meet, and these are, these times are just what I threw out there, and 
those that are on those committees, we can all discuss a time if the time doesn't work or whatever. Um, but my idea on this is each of these committees are responsible for certain budget items that fall in, in uh, the overall city budget. And the committees would meet, basically meet until we put together a capital plan and a budget request that would end up going to the finance committee this fall. And it, it, I think it, it allows for elected officials that get input from the citizenry and themselves that have certain projects they'd like to see completed, a, a better voice in getting those projects out there and out front and done. Because um, I don't hear them all, and I'm, I'm sure you guys hear them, and then you know they can they go they fall on the wayside or whatever. I think this way we can put them into the capital plan. They're always there on paper, and then we work out a way during those committee meetings. Are we going to put that in next year's budget and, and fund that specific project? If not, what year are we going to fund that project? Type of thing. Um, so I do have the software. I've been working trying to put things together. I know. Bill, Bruce, and I, and Tom, maybe. Some of us have met and did some work on the, on some of the streets in the past. Um, and I would like to start working on that and, and getting a better understanding. And I think, you know, the, overall it just helped me give a, it gives me a better idea of where you want the, the council, want the city to go, which projects are most important to you, because it's... Um, I just I don't want to be the one saying here's what I think all the time is I want input you guys are the ones elected you need to hear from the citizens more than I do sometimes it probably is best that you have the most input and tell me well, here's the ideas that we have now let's find a way to fund them and get them done so starting in July I'd like to start somehow at least as a pilot project of, of getting this, these, these committees to start meeting regularly and and getting some of these projects implemented and funded. So um, I just gave you these to look through um, to see if there's any, if you see mistakes, point them out. If there's dates that won't work for you and you're on that committee, <clears throat> make note of those and then we'll, we can discuss it again at the next council meeting and, and work on it until uh, July hits and then we'll start meeting. And then I have better access, and I'm working on trying to get the software actually put in my office too. I have a, I have good access to the, uh, the GWORK software and all that, so I can have, it helps me out. To, I can just pull up the reports on my own, run them for a specific committee meeting. You can see the finances, the finances of your your uh, your area, and then you're seeing what I'm seeing, and then we really really work sit down and work out, hammer out which which uh, which items would be best. Well funded, which items and have to sit on the wayside. Okay. And I would also expect, like, since Curtis is here, and then some of the people are on, and, and John and them, some of them are on the, these committees that uh, meet monthly already. Um, basically, the planning and zoning needs to do a budget request to a specific committee that would be listed here. And I'm not even sure if I got that at like PNZ would have to fall under one of the committee's responsibilities. So PNZ would submit uh, a budgetary request if there's a certain project they want. Let's say they wanted $5,000 for sidewalk improvements or something. They would submit a request for a certain amount of money 
and we will look at that when we when we formulate the 2022 FY budget. That's just kind of my idea of making things yep. flow, making it more open for the public. Um, and the mayor would always be welcome to attend any of the meetings you want. Um, the council members, if you did, you just have to let me know because I'd have to post it as a public meeting once we get three. Um, otherwise, that's just two council members. And I don't Are these actually all public meetings or not? I, you know, we don't care. I mean, anybody in the public can come if they want, but no, I don't have to post them because there's only two council members. I mean, they would be nice to at least put out a list of when. But if we have standardized meetings, yeah, that's what helps, like, Dale, if they wanted to come, they know, I've got, you know, this is what it is. I'm sure Dale has plenty, he wants to come, and, and there is. <laughs> go from two meetings to 14 in a month. <laughs> but, yeah, that's just my idea. It may work, it may not work, but I think it's worth a shot. I think it's a good idea. And yeah, I think it, it gives the community a better voice and projects they'd like to see completed in the future, and I think that's our ultimate goal. So. Very good. I've got some complaints. Some people got two billings this month, and some of them paid through the bank, and they've gotten two bills the same. I don't know. I thought I told them, I said, it had to be a glitch down here or something. So, it's just something to work. And, you know, it's yeah. the first time that the transition happened. Yeah. So. I know a lot of them got, they were used to getting, like, if they had five accounts, all those same bills would be mailed Put to them together. Yeah, yeah. And um, it was just a lot of them, they may have got three or four bills in the mail. It's going to happen for a while. So This one person got two bills, but she usually pays through the bank, and one is stamped copy and no envelopes, and she got envelopes and nothing was stamped copy. and. I mean, that's what was just brought up to me last yeah. night. I mean, she just needs to come to the office and yeah. it'll be yeah, that's why I said it, there's going to be hiccups for the next oh, yeah. probably six months. I would yeah. say. Well, I, I figured that. I said it's a glitch down here someplace. Yeah, so it's just new people are doing things. I told her to come down and see you guys. So whether she does or not, I don't yeah. know. So. <laughs> well, it's better not getting one bill than all of a sudden getting three months. Yeah, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't like that. <laughs> Yeah, there's gonna be Once there's gonna be things like that yeah. happening for a while. Once is enough. Just, you're going from somebody's done it for thirty years to you're right, somebody's right. Done and it I for figured a month. that's what it was, the transition. You yeah, know, it's so. gonna take some time. Oh, it'll smooth out. Hopefully, with this new system, we'll just have to be patient for a yeah. while. Yeah. And if there's a you know if it's something big and major, yeah, they just need to come to city hall and we'll fix it for them. Yeah. One way or the other, we'll find a way to fix it. So I guess since we're going to be taking on the Sunwise building, I know that there was an agreement that was struck with cleaning up stuff on the building just to the north of it. What's happening? What's happening there? Uh, that's a question for John. Well, that was one you helped me with, so I'll <laughs> <laughs> right back to you. What's this on that apartment? No, it's, it's Willie's down there. Oh. I mean, that's Nothing. Yeah, that's just going to be, that'll be another, I mean, once we get that one down, that'll, that's going to work. But I guess it. what I'm saying is if, I mean, we have kind of come to an agreement on that. I we mean, come to an agreement, it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's tolerable for right now, I guess. <laughs> right? Or 
But he's also I, I mean something a lot for John, but it, he's also starting it up to his house too. Well, I mean, I don't. I don't Harping think, vehicles up there. I don't necessarily want to start going out on a witch hunt on anybody's houses, but I just know that we'd come to that agreement, and it doesn't. Well, it was a it was a weird deal because Adam made an agreement. You put a fence up. You know that well, was fine. Then, then he put in bottle fence and sat there. You know, so yeah, I mean, there have been several things there. I'm just saying that if we're really working on getting the Sunwise property cleaned up, it probably needs to be a, a neighborhood effort. And then, have we checked to see if the windows have been boarded up on the apartment building on South, South Sixth Street? I haven't. I've seen the north door to the east side has a piece of plywood over it, and that's all I've seen down there. I mean, I just know that the, the deferred taxes were contingent upon that, so we probably should check on that. I'll add that to my list of 300 things. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just, but no, I will try to do something. I mean, it just... It's, it's Put that on John's um, list. I know. Yeah, John. I can drive. I can do that pretty easy. <laughs> I can drive by and check. <laughs> You might have to get out, dang it. Well, I have to have to I guess. There you go. Motion to adjourn. Second. Motion of second to adjourn. Gene, go ahead and call for a vote. Mailer. Yes. McGinty. Yep. Brenny. Yes. Bruning. Yes. Terry. Yes. Mm -hmm.